presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Hey, hey, it is Ian, my host for Row Wrestling Podcast. It's got to be apparently with my UK top. It is the post Royal Rumble episode. We've been waiting for days. Well, what, two or three days since the, the Rumble happened? Fellas, it was. Well, before we even get into it, how is everybody? Mike, you feeling good? Feeling good. Tom? Pooped. Feeling great. <laughs> All good. I did not just poop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still got a few hours left before bedtime, bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, I want to get right into the Rumble. I know that uh, there were a couple days past, and there's some other things. We're technically on the road to WrestleMania now, which is very exciting. But the Royal Rumble event went down four matches, two Rumble matches, uh, Fatal Four Way, and the singles match. And that was it. And when we did our preview show last week, I kept thinking they're going to add another match. How can this literally be it? But the way the Rumble matches are structured, the way a Roman Reigns match is structured, we got a, a decently lengthy pay-per-view with those four matches. Um, I want to get into the Fatal 4-Way right off the bat, actually. It was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus LA Knight against Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World. We all picked Roman to win. We got exactly that, and we got another Solo Sokoa finish where Solo comes in and interferes and makes sure that Roman wins. How are you guys feeling about that? Tom, I'll start with you. So I was getting a little fed up of it, but with this one, it was different. Like Solo, he interfered in the match, but he had no impact on the finish because he'd been taken out and went through the barricade and nearly killed Samantha Irvin. Yeah. But um, 
So I don't mind that he came out and got involved, and I'm I'm happy he had nothing to do with the finish this time. He was just more of a distraction, and then they went another five minutes or whatever it was. Um, they need to come up with something new other than Solo Sokoa just appearing every single time. Like, and it looks like they're going to do that. So if they keep doing it but make it different, I'm all for it. But if they go back to Roman's really close to being pinned, and then Solo comes out and fucks the guy up, and then they need to stop it. Mike? Wow. I mean, you want to talk about this is the, the last-ditch effort of keeping the Bloodline story alive. <laughs> this is it with the Solo stuff. I agree. I mean, I think after watching the match, my thoughts were still the same on LA Knight. I know people were... I mean, Twitter was pretty nice to LA Knight in this match. I still don't think LA Knight's that guy in the ring. I I really am not wowed seeing him actually wrestling. Um, AJ was whatever. The problem, I think we've seen it before, you're booking Roman outside of a Mania match, and as long as he's holding that belt, it's hard to get invested in believing that any of those guys were going to beat Roman. It makes it tricky. And the spot this went on also makes it tricky. Yeah, I was surprised about that second it, match. It it just, I mean, we'll get into the Rumble matches, obviously, but um, it, it just, it should have been flatter, and the crowd did eventually. I feel get invested in it, but when you start knowing the outcome, it's getting a little old. Like, sure, if this is building to Randy Solo at Mania, which I think is very much so going to be the plan. Okay, AJ eating the pin. Shows what they think of AJ Styles being back. You can tell they're going to go a different direction with AJ. If a hundred percent, but um, it was it was okay. I didn't hate it yeah. on on something where like the Rumble. Obviously, we are invested in two matches on this card. So for this to fill, it was nice. But I mean, at this point, you could probably kept Roman off the show. It was something for LA Knight to do. Where if he was in the Rumble and he got thrown out, you could have got a Daniel Bryan situation where the crowd revolted for a little bit right so you had to find something else for la Knight to do they weren't going to mix him in with the u.s title and he'd already fought roman and, and lost to roman with i believe interference from solo at uh, the saudi <laughs> show yeah so so then you got that aj styles is back after being back or being away for a while you got to do something with him they didn't want him losing in the rumble either for whatever reason i'm very curious about the direction they're going with he's kind of feuding with his good brothers and it's taken a little bit too long. Pick up the speed on that. Randy, it seems like Randy and Solo are going to be going, and it could be more of a, this is the direction we're going to go with the next big Samoan member of the family with Solo Sokoa. Most likely, in my opinion, probably taking a win from Randy at Mania. I'm kind of getting sick of the same Solo interference to have Roman win. I know it didn't directly... In- get involved with the actual finish finish but it set it up you know and it's you could have brought jimmy out you could have done something else have paul do some sort of interference you could have had the other guys turning on themselves so much that roman just kind of sat back almost a little bit and picked his spots there i thought there could have been a little bit more creativeness done there to have a different finish for a roman match because we're we're getting the same formulaic roman reigns matches and I think people are getting tired of it. If for some reason, and it's not going to happen. If some reason Roman retains at mania, 
I think you're just going to start losing people for whatever storyline Roman is in, unless it involves the rock. So that something's got to be done there where you can kind of pick up the pace and, and, and get people more engaged in his matches. The false finishes don't really work right now with Roman because we just know he's going to kick out of everything. So I don't know. It, it's, it's just, uh, it, I don't want to say it's a bummer or a, a dark spot on the pay-per-view at all, but it's, we're just starting to know it's like, all right, we're, we're getting a little bit of the same and just a warning, maybe t- try and switch it up here, fellas, but Roman Reigns retained Mike. I want to talk to you about LA Knight for a second, because I agree with your comments where he's just not that guy yet. And I've been thinking about it for a couple weeks. I even might've even alluded or mentioned it on previous shows. LA Knight is cool when he talks. Yes, absolutely. The, is, the, the coolest he is, he's is when real, he's talking. Exactly. Other than that, there's nothing about him that's cool. I don't think he looks cool in his ring gear. I don't think he wrestles in a badass way that's like, fuck yeah, he's laying the boost to that guy or he's selling and taking a shit kicking and then coming back. Outside of his talk and his entrance... LA Knight's not that cool. And that's the I think that's the problem with LA Knight for me personally. Because I love when he talks and I love the entrance. The crowd pops big time for him when that music hits. But once the bell rings. I mean how cool. You want to talk to me about LA Knight? Biggest misstep with LA Knight was Crown Jewel. And we said it when it happened. How do you roll back from that? And, and put him somewhere that matters after losing against Roman. This guy could have been a proper mid-card feud. Yeah, for a mid-card title. Right yeah, and at this point, I don't know. I think he's going to get lost in the mix yet again. Oof, it's not good. Not good. Tom, do you, are you on the same boat with LA Knight, or are you fully snapping to a Slim Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am somewhere in between the two. Okay. I think for me, the problem they're having with him at the moment is LA Knight is not a 20 minute match person. So stop trying to have him be one, send him out there for, give us nine good minutes with whoever he's in there. Hit that finish. I, I do wish he'd have a different finish because like, I don't remember the last time he pinned anybody with that one. Um, and, let him talk more. Let, he almost needs to be an MJF where he wrestles on pay-per-view only and for not very long. Yeah, that's probably the best way to book him. And now you got to go backwards and put him through the mid-card again to to have it make sense. They're going to chant his name no matter what. We're just in that environment. WWE's got that power now when stars come out, regardless of who you are. Making people care long-term, we... We really got to get him away from Roman, away from Randy, away from these these higher up stars and get him back in the mid card. Like if you're not, I mean, at this point, you should be working towards Logan Paul. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about that match. It's a perfect segue. But in that U.S. title, I mean, at this point, it can't be Gunther. Like it just Mm -hmm. I won't have it. It just doesn't make any (laughs) fucking sense that L.A. Knight, the way he is in the ring would be Gunther. But like Logan, I think, would be the route. I think so too. I also, I also think that promos between Logan and LA Knight would be fantastic. Yeah, I think so too. I agree, but then the bell rings. 
Logan Paul but, but wins in the, in the ring. Right? Shit. Um, let's, Speaking let's get up, in. though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. Kevin Owens and Logan Paul for United States Championship. Mike, I said this the last time we saw Logan Paul in a singles match, and I'm going to reiterate it again. In the ring, Logan Paul reminds me of Shawn Michaels. It it <laughs> the more I watch him work, yeah, you can tell when he goes to the PC, there is time with Shawn, and we've seen it before. It. He is impressing more and more. Of course, they renewed that contract. Start using him. Tell him he's got to start working. I get a social media presence, but when you were signing that deal again, we want more dates. We want more dates. I think I think we get more dates. I just on offense, the guy's moves look great. When he's selling, he looks even better. The facials, the 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 shit talking. Everything that Logan Paul does in the ring is professional wrestling. And it's wild that this guy doesn't come from professional wrestling. He's only been doing it less than part-time for the last couple of years. And he's light years ahead of so many people that are in pro wrestling right now. Whether they rehearse matches 50 times or not, I don't give a shit. When I'm watching him in the ring against Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble and taking an absolute shit-kicking from Kevin Owens, he looks like he's been beat up. At the end of the match, he looks like he went through hell to retain his championship and be the guy. And that's what we got again on Sunday. I mean, shenanigans. Did you guys see the picture that went round on Twitter of Logan Paul's face after the match? Like yeah. Kevin Owens fucked him up. <laughs> right? Um, and like, I mean, I've said it, I think, every single time I've been on the podcast now. Kevin Owens is my guy. Mm. He can do no wrong. And the good thing, I think, here is as long as they keep putting Logan Paul in the ring with people like Ricochet and Kevin, uh, I nearly said Kevin Steen, man. He's been Kevin <laughs> Steen for years. <laughs> and Kevin Owens and like people like that, then Logan Paul is going to continue to deliver fantastic matches. Because he's in there with somebody that can help. And as good as he is, he's not going to get through them without help. Oh, for sure. And like, I think the second they put him in there with, I don't know, like, I'd be interested to see it. But if they put him in there with like a brawn breaker, I think it's going to be a shit show for now. If they waited a couple years, let brawn breaker get more used to the main roster style, then I think it'd be a hell of a match. But I think as long as they continue to be careful with who they put him in there with, then Logan Paul will continue to deliver the the high expectations we all have for him now. And I think the finish to this match was fantastic. I remember like we were talking during the during the show, and like that finish was perfect. Like he didn't need to pin Kevin Owens for that match. And like, and then we got angry Kevin Owens after the match, which is always fun too. Like him mouthing off to Nick Khan in the front row and then going, fuck it, and putting Logan Paul through the table. Fantastic. This, I mean, it's going to be interesting after talking to the Rumble because I'm so excited to talk about the road to WrestleMania now. Because I think if one thing this card did was like really make you think about what's what's coming down at WrestleMania. I I mean, this thing keeps going. And I think it can only get better until they say like Logan, like 
you just want to fucking do it. Like it's gonna be extreme rules at Mania with Kevin Owens. Like I, I think we get that elimination chamber. I don't think we get that at the chamber. You're probably right. right. Yeah, like it's it, it's got to happen now. I mean, for for shenanigans finishes, one of the better ones I've seen in a long time. Like you couldn't have shot Great. the ref's face any better looking at the Nucks. Like it, it's like <laughs> that's WWE storytelling in a nutshell. But like it was so perfect. The or way it should have like, been. Good. Like let let the little shithead Logan get his win this way, you know. But like the heat behind Kevin Owens, because everyone like Tom him being your boy. I think he's everybody's boy. Yeah. Like it's deep down you're going like. Well, I want to see Kevin Owens beat the shit Logan Paul. <laughs> I think the interesting thing about Kevin Owens, too, is he's one of the very few wrestlers these days who, when he's a baby face, everybody loves him. And then when he turns heel, it's like, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in he... a different world and a different timeline, Kevin Owens would be one of my very, very, very top picks to bring down Roman Reigns. Yeah. The guys put in the work. The guys put in the time. I don't want to say he's been screwed over or left behind, but sometimes I feel like he's a little bit like Seth Rollins where he's just not the guy right now when he's proven everybody that he can be that guy and more. And that's not the story we're seeing right now, which sucks for pretty much anybody on SmackDown over the last couple of years because no one's allowed to be the guy because it's Roman. But Kevin Owens should be that guy. And hopefully once the story is finished at WrestleMania, we will be able to see more stories being told and more chances for people like Kevin Owens to become a world champion for, for a a lengthy reign. I will say this about Kevin Owens. Always. He is a guy who shows up and does the work he's told to do. I don't think Kevin Owens has ever argued backstage. Mm. I think they'd tell, I mean, to the extent moment. of like he walks out and he does his job. He's done it every step of the way. You're working Logan. Okay. You're mm-hmm. doing this now. Okay. It's going to be weird because when like we continue talking through the show, if you're any wrestler anywhere else and your deal is coming up, you are seriously looking at the Fed as your option now. Have to be. It yeah, is it is just not anymore of like, well, there's that other guy with lots of money. Fuck his money. Because what they can do with you in the Fed means a whole lot more than just that quick, easy payday elsewhere. You put the work in and it'll pay off long term. And we'll get into that after the Rumble. But um, yeah, like love Kevin Owens. Love that this is still a program going into Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Very excited to see more of it. Excited to see more Logan. Like to see him grow and grow and grow is going to be fun as well. Hell, I'd love to see that match be a main event on SmackDown even before the Elimination Chamber. Let let let's you could promote the hell out of that and probably get some really really strong ratings for Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens in an Extreme Rules match for the U.S. Championship. I just had a thought. False counts anywhere, you know. I just had a thought, and I'd forgotten about this until right now. Grayson Waller and Austin Theory came out in that match. That's right. Yeah. So if they don't want to like put that match on the Elimination Chamber card, if they put that as a main event at SmackDown in a steel cage, so there's no outside interference, any of that stuff, 
It'd be interesting. I mean, I don't know if they will because cages and chambers are very similar. Yeah. Close together. I'm shaking my head no for one very specific reason. Tell me one awesome WWE steel cage match in the last 15 years. (laughs) Because they've all been dog shit that involve interference from the outside, people getting in, people slamming doors with people. It's they're always shit. I fucking hate them so much. And he the after the one of the last ones last year, I can't remember what it was. I will say outside of Trish and Becky, which was very good oh, last year awesome. because yep. they were just it was just them too. But if anybody has a friend, someone's interfering in these steel cage matches and they're fucking useless. I hate them yeah. so much. In the just yeah. in WWE for well, let's just say the last 20 years of the Vince era, they've been not good. <laughs> so yeah, which is something yeah, we have, have a point. So um but I, I'm very intrigued by Austin Theory and and Grayson Waller coming in to get involved with uh, with Logan Paul, which I think is a fucking great decision. Absolutely. Can you imagine three more annoying people to be in the same group? Like no, no, yeah, yeah Dakota, you've got the you've got a, a, a super group, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. I'm very curious to see where this goes. I'm hoping SmackDown like kicks off with Kevin Owens calling out logan paul right away i think logan's at smackdown this week along with roman reigns and the american nightmare cody Rhodes, who's won back-to-back royal rumbles but we'll get into that in a minute um i do want to get into the women's rumble based on what something that mike had said just a few minutes ago paralegal mike i'm sorry for what you've gone through lately um (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to other wrestlers and other companies and i in my opinion, the r- women's rumble was the perfect example of if you're over and you're in another company, you're not really over until you come to the Fed, until they get you fucking over. And even if you don't work in that company like a Jordan Grace, you're fucking over now. Because it- not only did we see Jordan Grace from TNA, their women's world champion, we saw Jade Cargill show up. We saw Naomi return and everyone looked like a million bucks. Everyone looked like a fucking superstar in the women's rumble. Great job. Fun. Fun. You say that this was, I think since they've been doing it, this has been the best women's rumble match I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But it, this is what in seven? terms of talent. Yeah. It, this thing worked in a way that, Every year you're like, well, I got to have two of these matches. And you know what you're looking forward to in the men's. Obviously, it's the high profile cards at Mania. It's those spots. But holy hell, everyone got some shine. They did a really good job of getting talent on the right track. Jade Cargill is going to be a fucking megastar in the Fed. You can't tell me she won't be. She's going to be a megastar in the Fed. They've set it up perfectly for her to be that megastar. They've given her the ball, the brass ring, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's up to her right now to live up to it and run with that. And I will say a lot of people are saying she looked great. She's This is the best she's ever looked, 10 times better than, than AEW. Sorry, it's a rumble match. And you're allowed to hide a lot of quote-unquote flaws or things in a rumble match. I need to see more her one-on-one matches to be able to say, okay, she's improved or she's still a little bit green because that was always kind of the knock on Jay Cargill in AEW because she was very green. She was learning. 
as she was going. But that is not taking away anything from what she did on Saturday night in the Women's Rumble because she came out looking like a star, got a reaction like a star, and improved or, or proved herself in the ring to say, I am a fucking star, and I'm here, and I'm taking over. Tom, I've been waiting for your, your comments on this. Mike, I've been waiting for your comments on these Rumbles. Overall thoughts, Tom, of the Women's Rumble match. Uh, the R- Women's Rumble for me was the match of the night. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, my only criticism, and it's it's a me criticism more than a product criticism. Uh, my favorite part of the Rumble is when the legends come out. We didn't get that this year. Uh, in either of the Rumbles, I'm okay with it because they were still entertaining. But personally, I'd like to see at least one in each match. They have 30 spots. Use one for the nostalgia pop. couple of minutes, get them out. It gets somebody over to that eliminates, I don't know, jazz. Um, <laughs> still pissy that she didn't come out. That was such um, a, I said it in the chat. I, that's such a wild pick because to me, there was nothing leading up on any TV show or anything I've seen online that would be, make me think that jazz is going to be showing up out of any WWE legend. So, um, yeah, that, but, that one hurts, but that's the it? fun of it, right? Like True. you exactly. want to pull it really out of, yeah. Like I so, thought we were safe with our picks, like in the men's or like, and the women's it's like, Oh, this is who could actually show mm-hmm. up. Uh, um, I, it, go ahead, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> I thought, um, Jade Cargill did look the best she has ever looked. And I, even with the hiding in a rumble fact, which is true. I thought when you watch, AEW Jade Cargill and Cargill in the Rumble, her timing has improved so much. She was always where she needed to be. She looked like she almost knew what she was doing. Um, now, some of her off still looked a little shitty, and I think there were a few potatoes in there, but that could have been nerves or excitement or both. Um, I liked her music, which is my worry sometimes with these people coming in, like wrestling entrance music is not once what it once it fuck me not what it once was yeah. i think i just had a stroke yeah um, i think it just won pop of the week yeah. <laughs> um and speaking of pop of the week the pop of the rumble for me was when jordan grace came out me too now i know last time we talked about tna i buried the shit out of them that's the promotion not the talent the talent is fantastic and because i try to try my best to avoid rumors and spoilers at the best of times but especially when it comes to around the rumble i did not expect to see jordan grace at all and she looked fantastic in the match and her elimination made everybody look really strong the kod on the apron like holy shit that must have hurt and like she bounced too like uh, I thought she looked great. Um, I wouldn't be against the TNA Knockouts champion showing up in the Rumble every year. It's some fresh blood for, for somebody to throw around for a little while. Um, and it gives TNA some uh, exposure, which yeah, I'm all for it, even though I'm still mad at them for stealing my money with that last <laughs> shitty paper. <laughs> that's a nerd. That's a nerd. Mike? I, I love this this fed this fed that has the power to go knock on a door and not make a big goddamn deal about it the town will speak for itself hunter nailed it in the press conference after yeah 
just speak highly of the talent. Doesn't bring a whole lot of light to TNA, the promotion. But Jordan Grace, the talent, got all the love in the world. I think that's TNA's job now to shed light on <clears throat> our women's champions and their one of their we, premier. We events. just did the favor. Mm-hmm. There's the light. What happens with it? Do I think it's going to bring that many more eyes to TNA? No. Does that door being open say, I'm going to want some of your fucking talent? <laughs> like, if yeah. they like people, the conversation now is like, all right, scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. So if we call, I hope the answer is yes. If you're any other promotion on the planet right now, if the call comes, probably entertain it. Can I say my theory on the Jordan Grace exchange? No, oh, yeah. So in my opinion, just my guess, guessing and opinion, WWE doesn't do anything for free ever. Um, so they got Jordan Grace in the Rumble to promote, you know, she one of their world champions is in the Rumble, which is great. But WWE almost has to get something back in return, in my opinion. Um, I think Tommy Dreamer works for Impact Wrestling. I think Tommy Dreamer is going into the Hall of Fame this year in Philly. I think that could be the exchange. Oh, yeah. That's that's just my call. guess. Um, I have a theory about your theory. Yeah. Oh. I don't believe Naomi's Impact contract was up in time for the Rumble. That's a very, very solid point too i was curious about that but the way i i thought the way she left at the last tv taping i was like yeah that must be done but i'd say that's a good point because what contract ends in like the first or second week of january i i believe that she left like that at the tv taping because it was the last tv taping on her deal but she was still on the deal for another four or five weeks which put her past the rumble and wwe were like hey just we'll buy you out for a week. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, That's probably more likely to be honest with you. And because uh, I watched a behind the scenes video on how it happened with Jordan Grace and Triple H called Scott the Amor about it. He's like, "Hey, want to send your? If we do a deal on some other stuff, do you want to send your champion?" Something That's wild. Like that. That's um, cool. You, you know what the deal was? The phone call you didn't see. Hey, you want to stick it to fucking Tony? <laughs> that wouldn't surprise you. Me you want to be? You want to come out on my show? We're going to be the most fucking watched thing, the most watched Rumble. Mm-hmm. We did it again. Hunter's proving saw- more and more. Numbers are piling in. That thing got fucking watched. Everyone knew it was going to get watched. Want to say fuck you to Tony? He's probably knocking at your door all the time. <laughs> Forbidden door, this or that. Yeah, well, I, I saw. I saw something interesting on Twitter again that. It was, I don't remember who it was, but they had a good point. TNA and AEW had a working relationship for a year. And the WWE and the Royal Rumble did more for TNA in the 20 minutes that Jordan Grace was in the Rumble than AEW did in a fucking year. This is what I'm saying. The conversation is coming back to this. Where I can't wait till after the men's Rumble. That's when we're really going to dig into the road to WrestleMania and what's happening with wrestling because of these things. Yes. Because this women's rumble, outside of like, you had one talent from another promotion come in. Pop was great. Performance was great. They don't, again, didn't make a big goddamn deal about the promotion. Just the fucking talent. Right. Tony would be clamoring at the doors. We're working really hard with, like, <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> the Fed works for no man or woman. <laughs> well, they, you have your talent show up because it just benefits you for them to be there, regardless. They can say TNA one time. And that's all the publicity you need. Like Tom, you said it. The eyes that were on the Rumble for that night in that bigger than what a year's worth of collaboration did. And they well, they had a crowd of 40,000 people chanting TNA. That's more people than attend TNA shows in a fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> Added up. Combined. Yeah. Combined. And I, Michael Cole said TNA knockout champion once. And I think Pat McAfee said, she's from TNA? Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> they never mentioned it again. But yeah, it, it was... To me, she was my MVP of the Women's Rumble because she was laying her shit in. She was getting killed at the same time by all the other women that were doing stuff to her, and she looked like a million bucks. So for me, she's my female MVP of that Women's Rumble match. But uh, Mike, go on with uh, the rest of your thoughts on the Women's um, Rumble. In terms of MVP, um, big shout-out to Naomi. Yeah. What, hours? Was it an hour? A Just over? over an hour, yeah. yeah. Welcome hour back. Two minutes, I think. That's what that's about what we're gonna do for you. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna get jumped into a, a world title picture, but you're gonna get that time in the rumble. You'll have a spot at Mania, there'll be something there. They're gonna cook something up for one of the nights. Yep. But I mean, like you're not you're not being billed as one of the big deals yeah. for WrestleMania, but it's nice to have you back and in a great rumble performance. And then obviously the thing we want to talk about, we want to talk about the winner. Oh, yeah. None of us mentioned that. <laughs> we're to talk about Bailey. We knew Double it. Performance, yeah, we, we all knew did. it. All like they, they, they made it clear you're going to know it because the beaten down Bailey for how long now? Oh yeah, it's time. It's that turnaround time. Bailey's going to wear a championship at WrestleMania. Yeah, she looked. That's great a, that's just you. that's going to happen. You can't uh, do it any other way. Bailey Bailey has to wear a strap, leaving Mania. I think so. I think she's put in her time of not being in main event pictures and not being in championship matches. Uh, She's put in her time bringing up other women to get to that level of being a a main event wrestler and superstar. Bailey's put in her time and I don't think her act has gotten stale, but it got to the point where it's like, all right, it's just Bailey's just doing the same kind of thing for the last year, year and a half. Hell, probably since the pandemic, right? Just kind of being a, a bit of annoying little shit disturber. Obviously, when she brought in damage control, great pop because nobody thought any of those women were even with the company or or coming up at all. So it worked out great. But then it died off real fast because they did nothing with those women for too, too long. And then when you did, they were just losing. It was Judgment Day 2.0. Now that Oscar's joined the group, Kyrie Sane has come back. You have, you could almost have two other factions split off into different ways and have Bailey on her own. I'm anxiously awaiting this breakup. We all see it coming. It's coming on the road to WrestleMania. It's just how are they going to do it that's going to keep us entertained and have us feeling like Bailey's the underdog and she needs to win against a much younger EO Sky. How is she going to beat EO Sky? How are we going to get sympathy on Bailey? I have full trust they're going to do it. I have full trust that Bailey's probably heavily involved in making this story work. She's done enough over the years between NXT and the main roster to know what works for her and her character. And I think we're in for a really fun ride to 
what Paralegal Mike is predicting with a championship win at WrestleMania. Agreed. Jay Cargill also looked fucking awesome in that match. Great job by Jade. Like Tom said, the music, the entrance, the everything was 100% superstar. And you're right, her timing was so much better than we've seen in the past. My guess is she's been working her ass off. That's why we stopped seeing her on WWE TV so much. So great stuff there. Bailey's the winner. We all picked Bailey. We also all picked Logan Paul to retain and win, which he did. Um, and we all picked Roman as well. So we're doing pretty good. Things are going to I got my point for Naomi as a layup, though. You did. You got the <laughs> bonus pass point to the the open lane. Took that one home. <laughs> Sorry, Jazz. Should have showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Let's get into the men's rumble. And before we even get into the actual match and what we thought, this and this and that, I want to vent a little bit here, if you don't mind, here on the Amados Pro Wrestling Podcast. Oh, you're going to vent on the the podcast? No. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I I get fucking irritated. Oh, do you? Okay. (laughs) What else is new? Here we go. So... I have no problem with people saying this match is better than this match because of, you know, whatever. But we do it often. We do it often. <laughs> That's what we do. But saying that the uh the men's rumble match wasn't good or wasn't entertaining because there wasn't legends and surprises and returns, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm just so irritated by it. We've gotten to the point now where we don't need that. You've got enough wrestlers on your roster right now that are over. And if they're not quite over, they can get over in the Rumble, like Braun Braco did uh, during the Rumble. He had his moment. He had his shine. It, it was He did what he needed to do. But people saying the Rumbles aren't good anymore. They're predictable because there's we know who the final two or three are going to be. Or we know that now that there's there was no legends no surprises we didn't get a, a male person from tna wrestling like we did in the women's drives me up the fucking wall i really enjoyed the men's rumble do you know why because there's legitimate storytelling throughout that match yeah that's why that's why you loved it we'll get to that in a second mike <laughs> it's, it's, hey it's making my point heard of why you you loved it they went pretty much back to Last year's Rumble, where Gunther had this great run, and then Gunther doesn't come in at one or two or three this year. He comes in a little bit later on and is still just as dominant, still in the final four, still the guy that is pretty much feared in that Rumble match more than anybody. You had the storytelling leading up to it with Punk and with Cody. You had the return of Sami Zayn. Um, I'm not getting emotional. I had to burp. Uh, return of Sami Zayn. Um <laughs> who was taken out by Drew McIntyre, who was still in the Rumble when Sammy came in. There are storylines and, and, and plot points that legitimately have mattered and people have invested in, if not for the last two years with Cody or the last 10-plus years with Punk, even the last couple months with Sammy and Drew. You started off the match with the two Uso brothers, Jimmy and Jay, who have never faced each other ever starting off the rumble and having amazing chemistry as opponents, which you pretty much can bet that they're going to be facing each other at mania this year. You have enough there 
that's not enough for you fucking people. You, you need to see the berserker come back with his fucking sword or the <laughs> boogeyman coming back with worms coming out just to get tossed out in 10 seconds anyway. I love Pat McAfee to death. Massive Pat McAfee fan. I hated his spot in the Rumble. Didn't like it one bit. I understand why it was done. I understand why it was needed at the time. I don't think it came off very well. But that's not this. I'm not going to tear apart the Rumble or say I wasn't a fan of it because there, you know, you didn't bring back uh, the second incarnation of Hulk Hogan because that you don't need it. You just don't need it. It's not needed now. The Women's Rumble is only seven years old. So you can still do those things where you have legends coming back. We're now in the past like four or five years, you've had two women from TNA come in and be the TNA women's champion come into the Rumble. You had Mickey James a few years ago, and then you had Jordan Grace this year, which was fine. Great. Did we get Trish Stratus or Lita or or any Tori Wilson, any of these legends coming back? Yeah. No, because you've got Jazz, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. I know it's very sore, sore point for you. <laughs> but you have enough women, and then you bring in someone like Jade Cargill, who is now a fucking megastar because of that debut. You brought in Braun Breaker, who looked like he was a killer in there. They tried to make him look like a killer in there. For some, it got over. I hate the narrative right now that's online that the crowd was dead for the men's rumble. I don't think it was. I think you're just wanting to point out that that not a lot of people sang in cl it's clobber in time when punk came out, but you had a shitty camera angle, which probably didn't pick up the entire arena. So the whole men's rumble wasn't that great because of no legends came back, no big surprises. And because the crowd was apparently dead is bullshit. It's wrong. I enjoyed the men's rumble immensely. I'm sorry. I took up a lot of time. I need to get it off my chubby, chubby chest. And uh, hey guys, what'd you think of the Rumble this year? <laughs> Mike, well, what do you, what do you, I, Tom, what do you got? I thought it was awful. There was no legends. We needed the Berserker. <laughs> I'm going to throw this fucking bottle uh, so goddamn hard at the screen right now, bro. <laughs> no, uh, I mentioned earlier that I am a mark for the legends coming back in the Rumble. Mm -hmm. However, I do agree that it's not always needed. Um, would I have liked it if somebody came out? Then yeah, sure. But people did didn't like Andrade coming back. People didn't like Andrade coming back. People loved it. Andrade coming back was huge. I mean, I know we all kind of expected it. I thought he looked great. Looked amazing. Um, yeah. Jack. I actually, I even popped for Omos because I kind of forgot he was a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was not popping for for Omos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I forgot it was a thing. I forgot. He was even still employed. It's been that long <laughs> since we saw him. I think the last time we saw him was at SummerSlam in the Battle Royal <clears> there. Probably. Um, I thought the men's rumble was great. I don't think the crowd were dead. I think the crowd were tired. Um, it's they were still very right they were still loud. Um, I loved Jimmy and Jay being number one and two. Um, I liked that Jimmy uh, that sorry that Jay was in there for fifty whatever he was in there for. Uh, my only slight criticism is other than the first three or four minutes with the, the at the beginning of the rumble, I can't remember anything he did. So he was just doing the road dog hiding in the corner gimmick, um, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. But um, yeah, wrong. Getting him over. Carmelo Hayes, who I am not a fan of, I thought looked very, very good in the rumble. 
Um, if the, if he could give us that energy in every match, I'd probably get a bit more on board with him. Um, I did kind of like the Pat McAfee spot, but I don't think he needed to do it twice. Like, just climb over and jump down if you're going to do that. That's a good call. I think I would have liked him more as well if he just did it once. Um, I yeah, I have very few complaints about the. In fact, I don't have any complaints about the rumble at all. Um, I liked um, Ivar and Bronson Breed, uh, Bronson Reed being in there. I like them too. They don't get a huge amount of opportunities on Raw outside of the last month or so. So seeing them in the rumble was fun. Um, Braun Breaker looked like an animal, um, just throwing people around all over the place. So, Can I mention my one little nitpick about Braun Breaker, which is just it, one? Well, it, it's a pretty big annoyance. Every time he hits oh. a move, he does the to the crowd. It, I just, I, I get like when people hated Roman Reigns, he did that a lot too. It's just, to me, it's over coaching. Like you need to make sure the crowd acknowledges you. This is that drives me nuts. Go for the win. Go for the victory. Like that's what you're there to do. You're not just there to hit big spears. Also, People need to stop doing the spear. We saw like four different people hitting people with spears in the Rumble match, and I'm over it. There's, I'm seeing more spears and super kicks these days, Mike. More spears and super kicks. <laughs> but did anybody spear all night, including Roman Reigns, look better than Braun Breakers? No, dude's cutting people in half. He, he is, but when Jay Uso hits it, it looks yeah, it soft looks as shit. I think Edge's spear was bad. I think most people who are doing this beer <laughs> makes it look pretty soft. Someone the size of the size of Goldberg should be hitting people with spears because he's a massive man. Don't you? Yeah. Get, I know you. You're I, I'm, with you. Fan, I'm but, with you. But I'm with you on Goldberg. That's the kind of guy that should be hitting. I don't even think Roman Reigns should be hitting guys with spears. No, his, unless his, it also looks terrible. <laughs> unless you've got shoulders like Rhino, don't be hitting people with a yeah. spear. I'm I'm good with Bobby Lashley hitting a guy with a spear. The dude's massive, and he he makes it look good, in my opinion, but there's too many spheres. But anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, We were talking Men's Royal Rumble. We are talking fucking Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker's going to be a fucking (laughs) nobody. He's going to be an IC champion at best. That is it. (laughs) He's not the future of the Fed. Braun Breaker is not that good. (laughs) I disagree. I, I, I listen, you guys are smart, smart wrestling minds, and I know you are. Your history with it is deeper than mine. Watching Braun Breaker and seeing the shape of what the Fed is now, Braun Breaker is going to be a fucking nobody. <laughs> it's just going to be if a they, nobody. If they push him too fast, which I think they're going to do, oh, he will be a nobody. Is he just not on the main roster now? I, I think, don't think so. Well, he's got a match at NXT this coming weekend for Vengeance Day, but it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to have him as on both. I think, I think that shift is happening, like social media presence. Like I think they're mm. looking to you have to start at some point. Some of that talent is going to have to either start moving or get the fuck out. He's winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. There you go, and then do nothing. Yeah, because that's yeah. what you do when you win the <laughs> Cesaro. Really capitalized after getting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or um, you can't aim to be any better than that. Right? I, it, I like the men's rumble, and you know what? Going back to your point, your your anger about the the internet about the rumble, we do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves when a new movie comes out, a new TV show. We overhype ourselves for what could be. And we let that, the product speak for itself. And you know what? 
for the first time in a long time, it wasn't reliant upon me waiting for a legend. Because we've been saying it forever, months and months and months. This company has so much talent. You got to start using them. Because if not, they're like, cool, they show up on house shows, then you release them. There's no chance. Here we're getting light on. Like it's nice to see Carrying Cross and um Bobby Lashley. Like they're they're putting their feet in and being like, I think we have some concrete stories to fill two nights worth of cards at WrestleMania. Jimmy and Jay starting was the smartest decision they made. Pump that huge. That is a night opener on either night. Like that is going to open the show on either on either night of WrestleMania. There's no better spot for that than opening WrestleMania. You can really, really build into that. Everyone would love to see it. Who finishes properly? I don't know. It's going to be a double knockout. Then they're going to hug and be a tag team again, and all will be right in Mike's world. <laughs> Everything will that. get back to normal. I will be <laughs> apocalyptically angry if that is the finish of <laughs> WrestleMania. How happy will I be? <laughs> Either way, get him to be a tag team again. That's what's going to happen here. I don't agree. I think they're pushing Jey Uso as a singles. Pushing them. Right back together. <laughs> I think Jey Uso goes as a single. Jimmy and Solo go as a tag team. I think they're doing everything in their power to get Solo over. Like we said, I think Solo's beating Randy at WrestleMania. Yeah. I really totally. do. I really like would love to see them do something with Solo. You can still have Paul be his manager. Mm-hmm. It's good work for Paul still. Because, I mean, after this rumble, I mean, meat and potatoes time. Let's stop fucking around. CM Punk was at the Rumble. looked like the guy actually had fun. I'll be the first to admit it. I agree. I'm not a, I'm not a big Pepsi Phil guy, as you guys have been listening. I think he's been shambles of a human being across his <laughs> return to pro wrestling. Uh, CM Punk looked like he was having a lot of fun at the Royal Rumble. That's nice to see. Injury aside, it does seem like he may have learned. Like, oh, yeah, what I just did was probably not the way that should have went. Being back in a system like this, big picture... Like, and of course, they're going to hand him the moon. Like, they were going to hand him a main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They still might. I don't know if that injury is real or not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, it seems pretty clear. Like, when he went, like, I mean, there's the clips of the ref, like, tricep, like, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> well, I can get it together, man. You're a band aid <laughs> at this point. Like, show up just to get hurt. Yeah, Classic Phil. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big win. I mean, said it last week's show. We can talk about Cody now. We're free to talk about Cody, Scott. We're in the we're in the Cody zone now. Go on. I think again, Cody getting the win. First since Austin, back to back wins at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Great. Get the moment. Give the two sweet kiss. The, where you've been, where you're going. Then Monday happened. It did. And Seth happened. I thought a great exchange. I agreed completely. Like agree. a, a, a very great exchange. Is it enough to, you know, secure that Dwayne's going to fucking wrestle at WrestleMania <laughs> night too? Maybe. I'm not buying in that Cody is going to be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I'm 100% in on that, just to be clear, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird. Like, if you're going to do something with The Rock, I probably felt like it could have been at the rumble <laughs> now I, when it'll feel like oh yeah like no matter when he comes back you're just gonna headline the biggest show which i think hurts i mean 
I love that Cody would be in pain. To have him not finish the story two years in a row would be fucking incredible. Just for podcast purposes. But I need to be done with it at some point. It can't get drawn out forever anymore. Like, I have to be fucking done with it. And we can get some new faces in there against Cody. And and mix it up and make things interesting. This chase can only go on so long for me to give it. I, I, like, I already don't care. <laughs> I, I'm you couldn't finish the story. Roman beat you. End of story in my world. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. You can't drag this out anymore. I fully believe it'll be Roman and Cody. And then I think we see Cody win at Mania. And then we see The Rock on the SmackDown after Mania saying, how can you be the head of the table when you can't win the main event of WrestleMania 40, the biggest WrestleMania of all time? That's where I think the angle goes. And then they start positioning themselves for Mania next year. Um, If not Mania next year, it's SummerSlam. But I just don't think we get that yet. Um, Just to go back to your point that you had made a few minutes ago um, about the winner of the 2024 Royal Rumble men's match, uh, who's all house will just happen just to be fucking the winner. Don't do it. Don't do it like that. <laughs> Did you guys like the way the finish went between Cody and Punk at the end of the Rumble match? Um, with them, Punk seemed seemingly to be dominating Cody until, you know, everyone who predicted it online, oh, as soon as CM Punk said, I didn't come this all this way to lose to Dusty's kid, to now lose to Dusty's kid. I like the finish, whether it was Punk or CM or whoever winning. I like the way the finish. I like the way both rumbles ended where I thought the finishes were good and a little bit more creative. But um, what do you guys think? I thought the finish was great. I, I liked that we got to see CM Punk being a prick with the I'm not going to lose. I've come to lose to Dusty's kid because, I mean, it's no secret to any wrestling fan that CM Punk is a prick. So to get to see him do that on TV and even when he's supposed to be the baby face and, and then immediately get thrown over the top rope and lose to Dusty's kid, I popped huge for that. Nice. Um, I mean, it did shit all over my pick of both of them going out at the same time, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I thought it was uh, very well done finish. I thought actually most of the rumble was, was pretty well done. Um, I did wonder for a second whether they had to change the finish when Punk got hurt. Yeah, it's a big talk around the world. I mean, every dirt sheet was like, did that change on the fly? I don't think it did. I don't think it did. I, I think that was pretty firm that like Cody was was getting the back-to-back wins. I agree. I of course agree. you do. I mean, you're fucking happy either <laughs> way. Like, I mean, the only person who loses is me. Punk wins, I lose. Cody wins, I lose. Our truth <laughs> should have won. <laughs> Our truth was fantastic. Like, when I, he came out in the Women's Rumble, I was dying with laughter protect our truth at all costs and then the hot tag in the men's rumble (laughs) hilarious dude even even in the women's rumble was walking around like where's all the men i fucking lost it 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 was so good it again i'm i'm excited i knew cody's he's going to wrestlemania he's fucking let's be done with the story because i do think it's just getting lame it's like bloodline to a point with me like just beating it, beating it where I'm just not going to care. This microwave generation where it's just no patience at all. Just it's got to be Jesus instant. Christ, dude, when stories are bad, they're bad. <laughs> this is a great story. A great story. It is it. Yes, it is. It still it still is that great. Or you're just like Cody can do no wrong and has done no wrong. I, I will say it's a great story because 
every little chapter, which is, you know, every Monday Night Raw or every pay-per-view or when he shows up on SmackDown, he has something to say that takes us to the next step. He sets up the next pay-per-view, the next show, whatever it is. So we're just getting more little steps of the story. Plus, the, with Paul, what Paulie has said it a few times in the press conferences, rolling, inning, whatever, 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 I think that is meant to be talking points till we get the face off. And we're allegedly we're getting Cody and Roman at SmackDown this week. I'm I'm intrigued. I want to see what happens. So for me, it's not boring. Wayne shows up, saves it. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But um, the road to WrestleMania is looking awesome right now because Oof. as much as we think we know, there's so much we don't know because of the punk injury. What's going to happen with Drew? What's going to happen with Sammy and Kevin and Logan and LA Knight and Randy? We we can kind of predict Randy and Solo, but are they going to wait until Mania to, to pay that off with Randy and Solo? That's still fucking three months away. There's so much going on tag team judgment day wise. Both women's titles we're pretty invested in right now. It's the Uso boys going at it. Uh, Jade Cargo being around. I think it's going to be Jade and Bianca just from the reaction and the stare down we saw. Oh, you got a thought on that? Oh, no. Yeah. I have a thought on this, and I actually think it would be almost perfect, which is probably the reason they won't do it. <laughs> but um, I actually think we're getting Bianca and Jade Cargill as a team. Ooh, against who? A respect type thing going for Asuka and Kyrie's tag titles. Ooh. And then they can hold the titles till SummerSlam, drop the belts. Then next year, when Jade Cargill is a little more seasoned and knows what she's doing How's then we get bianca and bianca yeah. and jade that's a great idea that's a great when, idea when both women had the two women pressed up above them, was it the kabuki warriors that they each had it was not they were out by then i don't remember who it was i think one of them was Liv morgan oh you're right um, yeah it was later on sorry that's my bad that's my bad um but also for jade's first wrestlemania who is going to be able to help her in the ring any more than oscar fair like, yep Better not be the Oscar of Monday Night Raw this past week. Jesus. Yeah, that, that was fucking awful. <laughs> but yeah, I I hope they go that route. And it will also force them to take the women's tag title seriously for at least between WrestleMania and SummerSlam if they are on Bianca and Jade Cargill. That is a great idea because for a while, a, a little while ago, people thought Bianca was going to turn heel. And Jade was a pretty big heel in AEW and can play that role very well because she's that bitch is what she says. You could have the whole who's turning on who and at what point, which would be fun to watch and play out if they do it well, which I, I fully believe they do. They're doing WWE's doing a lot of things well, so I have a lot of trust in even these side storylines that aren't main event, top of the card storylines. So, Tom, I, I hope you're right because that would be great. And it also it gives Jade Cargill experience Experience we're in the WWE, which is very different style than AEW, uh, in tag matches, where she can learn and doesn't get overexposed, and more importantly, she can watch and listen. I like it. I, I, I hope like they it. go that. Wrestling guys, you ready? <laughs> ready yep. for the road to WrestleMania? Yep. I think now again. This is why it's so exciting. Obviously, like. You're kind of okay in Cody's space. Like if it if it be Roman or if it be Seth, Cody's got a safe spot. He's main eventing a night of WrestleMania. I do. Story or not, 
Sure. I don't want I don't want to hear any more whispering about it. He'll be on WrestleMania. He'll be headlining WrestleMania. <laughs> the more I watched the Rumble and the more I thought about people's contracts who are ending, I really do feel at this point they're going to get Okada. Oh, God. I do. I lost all faith because he didn't show up. I thought he was 30 for sure. I, I know his deal is still... It's active. So, I mean, obviously a part of that could be wrapped up in like AEW may have something in writing with New Japan where he he doesn't want TNA, sure, he can show up there. But they don't want him to show up on the Fed if he's on that deal still. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm New Japan, I'm starting to probably look at the Fed after these these things and be like we should start using talent over here it's probably safer bet for the global eye to be on the biggest global wrestling company i think malachi black is coming back to the fed i think buddy's coming back to the fed i think these deals end and they're all coming home andrade knew he's like fuck man they could use me here and i'm a god i'm a goddamn talent and they just didn't they brought carlito back the house, of, yeah. the house of Black is an incredible, incredible team, and they do nothing with it. If I'm Malachi and Buddy, I'm also telling Brody, "Hey, man, maybe just don't resign. They could use you. He could be a killer NXT champion before they move him up." Sucks for Brody because he's like, "Yeah, he's been on the Indies. Yeah, he's done work with AEW. Him in NXT, cleaning house." Instant champion. Instant champion, and it works. A lot of talent now, more than ever. We're going to see surprises through the Fed leading up until until Mania. I think Okada, because I think they're going to give Shinsuke Okada that Mania spot. Speaking of surprises on the road to WrestleMania, I just had one of my... It seemed to happen every time I'm on the podcast, last minute ideas. It's a Tom thought. It's a Tom thought. I like that. I like that. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is in Australia, which is not hugely far from Japan. Is yeah, that where Okada shows up? There's 40,000 fans there, too. That place is going to be fucking packed to the gills. That'd be a huge pop. So, like, I don't know, is Shinsuke in one of the Elimination Chambers, gets fucked over, and then Okada comes out? Or does Okada just come out and just be like, fuck you guys, I'm here? I would be a little bit more on the Okada train if we gotten another teaser last night, like we've seen from both Okada or both Shinsuke Nakamura and Bronson Reed that we saw a couple weeks ago before the Rumble. We didn't get that last night, so that has me a little bit more of like, ah, we're not getting Okada. But but it's too—that's too much coming off of something like Royal Rumble, right? Like you can't—you—you have time still to build there, and like coming off the win, Cody's win, like that's going to take precedent. But then you fill the gaps. Not everything has to be a pop, pop, pop moment. I heard because I follow the group chat. There's more <laughs> often than not, they're like, this match is dog shit. And they're going to be. You can't go three hours of pure, like, home run, home run, home run. It's never been their thing. And it's not going to start now. But I do think more than ever, like, if you have someone in your corner, like, even if uh, Mercedes hasn't signed with AEW, I'm sure that's got to be a done deal at this point. But if you haven't, you have a smart enough agent that says, like, maybe you just talk to the Fed again. Yeah. 
maybe it's worth meeting with Hunter again. Naomi's back. Bailey's your goddamn best friend. You have people there, and the culture is different, and it clearly shows. It is different than when you left. It feels, it feels like a brand new company, and the money and eyes that it's bringing in again. Shit, man! Like I'm expecting viewership for WrestleMania to be just insane this year. I, I really Tom am. Thought. Go, Tom thought. Hit me. Tom thought. Tom I thought. A, I have a Tom thought about Mercedes or Sasha, whatever we want to call her. I think she signed to the Fed, and they haven't said anything. And I think the reason that she didn't come back in the Rumble last night is they didn't, uh, not last night, this weekend, they didn't want to do Bam, Naomi, Bam, Sasha the same night. 100%. I I have a thought. Now, Bailey, I think, personally, is going to be facing Io. And I think that match is going to be very, very good. But Io is going to have Dakota Kai, Asuka, and Kyrie with her. I think she's getting fucked up at Mania. Here comes Sasha at Mania. Oh, huge huge pop for that philly crowd no better place that that Tom yeah. thought just like really solid booking I'm with i you. think she signed and I, like we all know at the at the moment ndas are all the rage <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll sign you but you sign this nda you tell no one uh, just on top on this topic of okada and sasha and who they're with and why they haven't premiered or debuted anywhere yet I really wish the smart marks in the internet wrestling community would really listen to when people like Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp talk. If they're stating a fact, they will state a fact. But if they're just giving their opinion, that is not a fact. And I've seen so many people reacting to Okada and Sasha going to AEW for like, it's guaranteed this, this and that. But when I look back or I read back or I listen back to what they actually said, it's, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times is I believe Okada's going to AEW or Sasha's going yeah. to AEW because of this reason alone or these reasons, as I stated. That's just their opinion. That's just their educated guess or just fucking winging it for clicks. But it's not fact. And it drives me up the wall because those guys are very good with how they say things and, and using the right words. So they can't come back and look like get looked like uh, they're schmucks. And have Eric Bischoff just come back and fucking destroy Dave Meltzer's world for six months on end kind of thing, right? So I wish people would do that more. Read the full quote. Get the full context and really look at the words that these dirt sheet writers are saying. Because the whole thought, I don't give a fuck when Mercedes shows up anymore. Because she's been allegedly showing up in AEW for a half a year now, every week. Okada's been showing up in, in AEW for weeks now and it's just not happening but when i read the quotes it's like i believe this person will show up in the next few weeks and to me that just sounds like a fucking guess so i i mean i think the landscape's changed on how deals work too the big holdup for me was if okada doesn't want to live in north america aw is probably the place for you they will cut that kind of deal they also cut logan paul specific deals I done. think you could make um, like Otani is for baseball. Okada could be for the Fed. Big time. And more 100%. than ever with the global push, that kind of talent is going to become very valuable to your company. So when you want to start running shows all over the world, 
when you decide to go into Japan, having, you know, the Babe Ruth of wrestling in this era be on your team, it's pretty big. If you could bring Okada back to Tokyo in the Tokyo Dome under the WWE banner, there, there's your global win right there. It's an instant sellout. Yeah. If if WWE were to go into Japan at the moment, they have Shinsuke, Okada, potentially Okada. Yeah. They have Io, Asuka, Kairi. Uh, there's probably some that I'm forgetting in NXT. Akira Tozawa, AJ Styles. Yeah, but I mean, all kidding aside about Akira Tozawa, like he is entertaining as all hell. 100%. And he hasn't wrestled in Japan for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Styles is a very good point. As much as I don't like them and that they're there, but the the OC Gallows and Anderson, like, but do right it's... by your countrymen when you do those shows. Now, mm-hmm. no more of this beast in the east shit. Like, if you're going to book those shows, highlight that talent. And I think that is a big part of um, Bash in Berlin. I think this is a big part of everywhere they're going to push. Is that we've got talent from around the world. This is their time. It's not just Roman shows up. It's not it's not a Saudi show. It's not like it doesn't exist in continuity because that's how I've always felt about the Saudi shows. It's like it it exists in its own world. It's like a one-off. Then we get back to storytelling next week. Agreed. This can all be really good. You can build up to this. I think I think it's a really great conversation for like further pods as well, right? But like coming off the rumble, it has just shown me if I was a talent right now and was getting ready to be a free agent or like it's almost time to re-up deals. If the phone call came, I would seriously be considering every every conversation, every talk to be with the Fed. Even if you're not a main event player, fuck, man, the eyes you get. Even if you're not a main event player, if you go to NXT, and NXT is a very hot commodity right now, not like it once was with the black and gold, but mm-hmm. it's got a decent amount of eyes and sometimes comes even really close in the ratings to AEW Dynamite. You can do stuff down there and if, if you get the stamp of approval from Shawn Michaels, you know Hunter's up there going to be like, hey, that's that's one of my guys. Okay, so why not take that chance? Why not take everything that you've built in, in AEW or, or TNA or New Japan and go to NXT and be like, yep, yeah, I'm just that much more of a star now just because I'm in NXT. Brian Pillman Jr. is getting that little push right now, and I think he will be a main eventer in the NXT world in the next year or so. It, it's a good call, guys. It's been a great show. Talking Rumble. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We uh, we covered a lot. Guys, we covered a lot today. Before we go, I will say, Mike won this week. He got four to six right. Uh, I know there's four matches, but we did bonus points for the two Rumbles for surprises. He picked Naomi and got that right. Uh, Tom picked Jazz. I picked Alexa Bliss. I should maybe get a half a point because Alexa Bliss nope. was in the building. No, you baby. shouldn't. So, um, yeah, Tom, you almost had a point because you did pick Cody to win, but you picked specifically Cody and Punk to win together. So you don't get the point because it wasn't exact. But uh, so Tom and I got three to six. Mike got four to six because of the bonus point for Naomi making the. Mm. worst kept secret happened in the bonus and yeah. uh, uh, appearance but um great show fellas it's been a lot of fun uh talking rumble it's been a great two weeks we're on the road to wrestlemania it's going to be a blast uh getting to the elimination chamber 
Monday Night Raw was a very solid show this week because of the seeds they planted getting to WrestleMania. And I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. But uh, you're all along with us for the ride on the road to WrestleMania. So thanks for checking out the show. Fellas, anything else? No, nothing for me. Um, Dynamite's going to be on either tonight <laughs> or last night, depending when this goes up. So fuck it, get excited, man. We got Did that big get... show happening in March, March 3rd, AEW <laughs> Revolution. Did they get 600 people in the building tonight? Tomorrow, whenever the fuck it is. Hard to say. Hard to say. They're giving free cocaine to every person who shows up to the building. Well, they'll get Tony Khan in there for sure. Then. <laughs> uh, as always, follow us on the socials at In My House Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Rumble, the show, the road to WrestleMania, and most importantly, the American Nightmare winning back to back Royal Rumbles. For Paralega Mike, for UK Tom and his Tom Thoughts, I am Scotty Villa. This has been me and my host for Row Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my house. It's my house. Yowie wowie.